Welcome to Chai with Ping. This is Ping Robert. In this podcast, I cover immigrant stories, cross-cultural experiences, and minority issues. Join me with a cup of chai and take a listen. Welcome back to Chai with Ping. Thank you so much for tuning in to my show. And then my name is Ping. I will be your host. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. If you're a new listener, thank you for tuning in. And I hope you like my show today. We have a special guest, all the way in Denver. <laughs> we met here, and then we're in the same college.、Um, well, not same college, in the same school. And then I found her experience and background very cool. If you haven't listened her previous episode, please check it out.、Um, I'll put the title in the episode note. And then today we're gonna talk more about her、um, graduate studies experience as a Jamaican student. And she has been here in the U.S. for the sixth year, so four years undergrad and one year. Working and before she came here for、uh, Denver for her graduate studies. So let's welcome Celine. Hi. <laughs> welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Yeah. How are you? <laughs> you kind of got a groove of that interview podcasting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Was it the same as you're thinking before? Huh? Sorry. Was it the same? Like how the interview went and all that. Um, it was nice.、Uh, you know, like I love like just kind of like the comfortable atmosphere,、yeah. and then also just I kind of just forget that it's an interview and just like having a conversation. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Aww,、mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. <laughs>、mm-hmm. So last time we talked about your undergrad experience and、mm-hmm. also kind of、um, how your school system formed you before coming to the U.S.、Mm-hmm. But today we're gonna talk more about when you came to. Uh, Denver, Colorado, like how you kind of choose the school program, and also how your experiences as an international student.、Mm-hmm. And then、um, I know that listener probably some of them that might not know you.、Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you anything you want your listeners to know about you before we start? Um, what do I want my listeners to know? <laughs>、yeah. Um, I'm studying international development、mm-hmm. here. At- Um, Corbell at DU. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm Christian.、Yeah. I um, I love to smile, <laughs>、yes. laugh, and just hang out with friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you would you identify identify yourself as an introvert? That's so funny.、Mm. Um, <laughs> that has changed.、Mm. I feel like now I I'm identifying as an introvert. Before I would. I would tell people, oh, I'm an ambivert. I'm both, <laughs> um, and but now I feel like I'm identifying as an introvert. <laughs> How did that change happen? Um, I guess it happened because you know you perceive of yourself differently, kind of like from what other other people perceive, or like there's some things about yourself that you may not even notice, but other people notice,、mm-hmm. and um, of I people would tell me that you keep. To kind of like yourself a lot,、oh. and that's something I didn't really notice before.、Okay. I thought that you know that, and I sometimes like I'm a bit shy, or like I, it takes me a while to open up, which is why I was like, oh, I'm an I'm an ambivert because like it takes me a while to open up, and I'm, I'm maybe like uncomfortable in like、yeah. unfamiliar situations. But after a while, like if once、I'm, you open up, you open I up. I open up exactly. <laughs> so I'm like you know. Um, and I was like, you know, I get, I feel like I get my energy and my fill from being separate, but sometimes also I need like social a, that social group.、Yeah. So I was like, I'm a vert.、Um, but then now I'm realizing that I'm more of an introvert than I am an ambivert.、Um, mm. 
because I enjoy time with myself and I realize that when I'm out and about sometimes um, that can like be draining mm. and so I kind of need to be by myself to get yeah. that fill again um, and who knows maybe it also is depends on that the mo- life my life too. stage yeah. you know because grad school is stressful yeah yeah, yeah. And, and I also wonder like you need to study you need to work mm-hmm. and you need your own time so right kind of the socializing time gets squeezed or like um, how do you say minimized yeah 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 and then also like being around like a different like culture mm-hmm. um yeah so i think maybe maybe that was what triggered it to be honest like yeah. being at a different stage in my life mm. different um context mm-hmm. maybe after grad school your mind changed back yeah we'll going see. all the way to expert <laughs> <Extrovert. laughs> we'll see yeah <laughs> After four years of undergrad, and then you work for one year of OPT, mm-hmm. why did you decide to come to grad school to study more? Yeah, so um, I decided, I actually did want to um, come to like grad school right after undergrad, mm-hmm. but I'm very grateful I took that break. Um, I needed it. Mm-hmm. Senior year was a lot, yeah. <laughs> um, but I know I wanted to study something in the realm of like international affairs. And so I, to take that next step into my future career, a master's is like very much recommended. Yeah. So I decided to come to grad, stu- mm-hmm. grad school um, to study international development. So it will propel me for my career steps moving forward. Mm-hmm. And DU specifically, because the Corbell School, um, actually, well, I applied to multiple schools for grad school. Um, but um, And in choosing the schools to apply to i did research to Mm. to make sure that these schools were good were good (laughs) (laughs) exactly um and and corbell was was actually ranked as as a really good school to study international affairs i think it's top three in the u.s right one of the top threes it's pretty good yeah it's it's really good i'm I'm not sure if it's top three (laughs) but it it ranks like it's it's among between one and one and fifteen. Okay. Well, it depends on the list that you're looking at. <laughs> but okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Because I know that there's a lot of resources, and then also it's prestige. Yeah, and a lot of like famous poli- well, politicians or like people leaders right. they graduate from this college. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So did you get selected or uh, accepted to other schools? Yes, I did. Okay, mm-hmm. and then just chose to you. Mm-hmm. Just like that. <laughs> well, um, I I chose it. Ultimately, it came um it came down to the financial package that I was offered. Okay. Um. So and I chose DU. But what I'm really grateful for was that that wasn't the only that was the ultimate deciding factor. But I made sure that the list that I made, yeah. wherever I ended up, I would not like regret going there because the the the, the list that I initially made were were lists of schools that were good to go to okay so so that the financial factor would just be the second um the secondary option yeah well, the deciding factor. line yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. okay you got a full scholarship yeah full tuition what? yeah <laughs> wow how did you feel when you get that you know acceptance letter congratulations yeah i was <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know how to describe it in words 
I was very, very grateful. It was something I prayed a lot for. Yeah. So I was just like, oh my gosh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like there was must be a lot of effort that you put in because like um, the year before grad school, you were working full-time mm -hmm. and that's why you just kind of had to spare the time to for for your application right. write out an exam did you have to take multiple exams like GRE or something like that yeah so I actually didn't take um GRE I wanted to mm. but then afterwards I realized the list of schools that I was applying to didn't even need it, need it. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, I'm, and, and the exam is also like expensive. Yes. So I was like, if the schools don't require it, then why am I taking it? Yeah. You know. So I just didn't bother taking the GRE. And you didn't have to take TOEFL or like IELTS, the English proficiency exam. Right. No, I didn't have to take that. Yeah. Okay. And then so just pretty much like application and maybe essays. Did you have to write essays or um, statement of purpose? Yeah, yeah. So I had to write. Um, Statements of purpose, and then there were um, some schools that required different mm -hmm. other things. Like maybe they'll require like um, like a writing um, sample, sample. Yeah. and also I think there's one school I applied to that basically asked you to to talk about your international experience. Mm. Um, so there's that. There's I think there's also some schools that require you to talk about your financial. Um, like kind of why you how do i say <laughs> like your financial position yeah oh uh, kind of like a proposal why you need that financial right package. yeah okay mm -hmm. because they are giving out like financial aids to many students right they see where you stand where you stand right mm -hmm. got it okay did you write that for du no i don't remember writing one for du i think for du i remember doing a statement of purpose and a writing sample okay yeah I think that's all I, I submitted for okay. you, if I'm remembering correctly. And then, yeah, ov yeah. obviously, recommendations that were not written by me, but yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. as a part of the application process in general. That would be so interesting to read those financial positions. <laughs> like, basically, the underline is, I need money to yeah. spend. <laughs> but then you need to tell stories of why you need the money yeah. and why they need to invest in you. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So then, um, did you move directly from florida to here or you went back home and then come back again yeah I, i moved directly from from florida um to to denver yeah okay how was that move it was okay so i have a lot of stuff like i i <laughs> I, i had a car and everything fits in i so i have a, i had a toyota prius 2005 and so every, like my that's basically like five years of my life mm. so that you know it, everything like smudged up fits in the car yeah yeah i think it even i don't even know if there was space for the rear view okay um <laughs> <laughs> okay and and i i actually i flew here so mm. i flew here with one suitcase i don't even know if that suitcase could have fit in the car but mm -hmm. I, I flew here with one suitcase and um i was going to ship my car but that would have been expensive mm -hmm. so i'm grateful for um like my church sister and brother who actually drove the car all the way from Tampa to Denver for me <laughs> with all my stuff in there. <laughs> Why did I drive it for you, not you driving the car? <laughs> well, right, good question. Well, I I would have wanted to drive with someone and the way it, the car was packed, like there was no 
room. room for another person in the passenger seat. And I, I didn't want to drive alone yeah. because I've never driven that far before. Yeah, yeah. And um, I guess they were like, yeah, we'll bring it down for you. And at first I was like, how? How? But yeah. they, I guess they knew how. They rearranged all the stuff in the car and made it so that the things that were in the passenger seat, could everything could yeah, fit in the back. back. And then okay. they both drove together. Your church people even fix your luggage (laughs) (laughs) while you're flying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And how did they get back? They flew back? They flew back. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Do you want to do a shout out for them? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Sister Nikki and Brother Ed, thank you so much. To this day, I'm very grateful and I tell that story to everyone because I'm just very appreciative and Um, like people with big hearts do something, do things like that. So yeah. I was even talking to my mother and my mother about this the other day and she was like, wow, those people are awesome. I know. Yeah. It's like, how long was the drive? How long was the drive? Like, was Two it like... days? I feel like it was like 20 something hours. Mm. I'm trying... And I, and I think it would have been maybe like two or three days. Yeah. But they straight shot it. I remember... I know. I remember I was... When they they told me when they were leaving and oh. I expected them to maybe come two days after that. And then the next day they're like, we're here. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, they drove through the night. Maybe like one person is sleeping and then one, the other one is driving. Oh my! Yeah. Okay. Well, shout out to them. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking care of Celine. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you've been here in Colorado for a year now. Mm-hmm. How was your first impression when you first moved here? Um. What was my first impression? Mm. It was definitely demographically based on race. It was very different. Because Colorado, not Colorado, Florida is so diverse. Yes. Um, I never felt like I stuck out in Florida. In the crowd, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but when I got here, that was like the first thing that I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because some of my other friends, they would be like, I noticed as soon as I got on the plane. <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, that that was the, that's the first thing that stuck out. Um, but I really liked the mountains florida is flat (laughs) so and i'm from um a mountainous country like when you look in the horizon in jamaica there's always like in the distance there's mountains so coming um to to denver and seeing mountains in the distance was like yay i get to see mountains again so that was nice um it's so dry here (laughs) i've never been like i never i've never lived in a dry place before Mm -hmm. so that was something to get used to it it affected my skin it affected my hair yes um so there was that um wait how does it affect your hair so my for my hair like it needs moisture okay and to tame it down to so it doesn't break so, for example, mm-hmm. so because I have curly hair, yes. um, the natural oils don't get down to the ends as quick enough because because of all the curls. Um, so I have to like add moisture from like creams and oils, and the the dryness of the atmosphere kind of yeah sucks extra that out. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and makes it more, more dry and brittle. Oh. So that's how it affected my hair. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
I also heard the water is hard. Oh, I heard that too. Yeah. I don't really know much about like that. How hard the water is. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I heard that that does affect it as well. Yeah. Because yeah. I saw some of the videos of talking about like adding a filter to mm-hmm. kind of uh, filter through the minerals so right. the water will be softer for our hair. Yeah. And I don't know if that will help, but yeah the shot yeah i could try that yeah, okay but like i know that for a lot of um afro hair that mm-hmm. they kind of goes up when it's humid does that happen to you um no i wouldn't living in humidity i wouldn't say that happened to me it was good for my hair because mm-hmm. it made it um moist yeah <laughs> silky <laughs> yeah you know so i, I for, for for my hair I like humidity for my hair. That's just me personally. Okay. Um, because it it doesn't um, because it's already it's already prone to being dry because the natural oils yeah. don't really get to the ends. Uh-huh. Um, so the environment being humid helps. And the thing is, like living in a humid society and humid society in a humid, <laughs> a humid, humid environment, <laughs> a humid environment. <laughs> um, I. That's all I've ever known, so I never even think, thought, thought about, tw- yeah. twice about it until I got here, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, the dry environment is like kind of affecting my hair." Yeah. Um, but now that I know, like, what products to use? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't really figured out what products to use here, but I just know that I have to, I have to moisturize my hair more yeah. now that I'm here. While I was like in Florida or in Jamaica, like I didn't really, well, more so in Jamaica, cause like. Um, sorry, more so in Florida because in Jamaica I didn't like wear my hair um curly in in the last few years in in Jamaica. Yeah. Um. You straighten it out. Yeah. Ooh, okay. So, yeah. So, but like, so in Florida when my like wearing my hair curly, um, I I have to like use oils. Um, and I didn't really think about what I was doing to my hair, to be honest, yeah, in Florida. Yeah. I was just, like, doing what you, the normal things that you need to do to take care of your hair. Yeah. But when I got hair, like, I had to do that times two because it's so dry mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. And also the elevation is different. Yeah. It kind of affects different things. Yeah. I don't really know what... I mean, I've heard of things that the elevation affects, like yeah. baking. Yes. But I don't really bake. Yeah. So to me, I haven't really. The only thing I noticed from elevation is like my air is popping, maybe yeah. like while driving, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So then, how is your experience at school after a whole year? Um, I was very excited to start school because I was like. Wow, I was excited and I was like, hmm, will I remember how to do this? Even though it was one year. There's so many people who are outside of school for longer. Yeah. Um, but I was excited to get back. Um, and especially because I remember like my first week of classes and my friends um, that still, for example, like live in Florida mm. would text me and they're like, how's everything going? And I'd be like, I love this, you know, (laughs) because I'm studying something that I'm actually interested in, Mm -hmm. which is different, for example, like in undergrad, when you had to take a bunch of classes and courses, just general stuff. Um, Now this was more focused. Mm. Um, So that definitely um, helped. (laughs) Yeah. How 
does your race influence or shape your life experience here? So, so there's just kind of this idea in this country or just a tension between race relations in this country where um, minorities are um, seen as like inferior mm-hmm. and that's not growing up that's not something in a different country mm. that's not something I believed of myself mm. or wasn't my reality yeah and so coming to a country where there are mm. um, tensions in regards to race relations of minorities being seen mm. as like inferior now those that that was something to to think about yeah and so because because people some people think that way in this country yeah like as you're navigating life it's just something that you think about or Mm. you're like "Hmm, i wonder if you wonder if like people around you see you in that way because of Mm. because of the tensions that historically have existed in this country yeah and so while i didn't have to think about it before now Mm. i have to think about it and it's it's heavy you know so i think I've never, like, nothing outwardly racist has ever happened to me that's never been, I've never experienced that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just, it's enough that it's something to, to, to think, think about. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel so, too. Because, like, I'm from Taiwan. It's more of a homogenized group. And I never had to identify myself as an Asian. Right. Like, I, it's always, like, Taiwanese or Chinese ethnic. Yeah. And then coming here, I remember talking on the phone. And then the person asked, like, oh, so how... What ident- uh, racial identity do you identify with? And then I say, uh, Chinese. Because, uh-huh. <laughs> like, Taiwanese is not, is not re- really a tribe or not ethnicity. So, uh-huh. like, Chinese is a bigger group. Right. And then so he said, okay, Asian. So he, he checked the box on right. the phone for me. And I, that was the moment. That was my first quarter, I think. Yeah. Like, the moment I was like, oh, I didn't know why it was a nation. Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> it's so yeah. interesting, yeah. And it, it's also like I never really need to identify racially. Right. It was never in a questionnaire. Right. Only until I came here. Yeah. Yeah. Same for me. And then so most <laughs> of the people will ask like where you were born or where you're from for the right. country itself. Mm-hmm. But then probably right now it will be more prominent in mm-hmm. Taiwan but it, it's while I was growing up, it's just a very new topic. Right. And then, so also in the research shows for international students, a lot of us, we became newly racialized. Right. Because we didn't even know. Like, right. In our country, it's mo- like the U.S. is most, the most diverse country, probably, mm-hmm. if we want to see it that way. And maybe like the U.K. as well. Mm-hmm. But we are, we were not aware mm-hmm. of how we're different from right. others. And especially, yeah, what you said. Colorado is a very white state, mm-hmm. and then I don't know how much percentage is the black um, population, but mm-hmm. for Asian, last time I checked, it was 3%. Mm-hmm. I think black was even lower, maybe oh, 1%. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot less. Um, so, so, yeah, it's just that kind of encounter always happens. When mm-hmm. I'm in the Uber, talk to people, and then sometimes I get tongue-tied. Um, so, so that kind of me and other right it shows up more i realize i'm very different right in this scenario yeah 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 yeah. and then i i was never aware coming here uh before coming here oh okay 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 yes in in terms of again like i did grow up in a society like where 
I didn't have to think about how I identified mm. like people I didn't really have to think about how I identified I never had to yeah. like check a box but just similar to you I never had to like take a box in regards to like race um I never really I guess like coming here and then now like having to identify um as something that was that was different and, and also like I feel because you're in so me at the single label Asian. Right. But for you there are different terms. Either African, black, African American or Caribbean. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you ident- identify yourself? Yeah, um well I don't identify as African American because mm. I am not American. Yeah. yeah. Um and I am of African descent. Yeah. So I think what ties what ties everything together is an easier label is to just identify as black mm-hmm. um well in the in the u.s context it's yeah. easier to identify as black yeah um but like i am like caribbean and the word caribbean isn't typically on surveys so i, I typically like just like check check black, check black. Oh. um which i i um i remember one time seeing um like I think Afro-Caribbean on a survey and I was mm. like oh wow like nice yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I it and I mean it, it was nice I mean I don't mind like ticking black because I am black mm. um but it was nice that that more specific it was more specific yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah okay a lot of people kind of just check other and then they add their own like yeah Caribbean maybe yeah yeah okay huh Thanks for sharing, because it's a very new topic as well mm-hmm. for both of us. And then it's just interesting to kind of tag like deep, deeper a little bit. Mm-hmm. So what was different uh, between your undergrad studies and your grad school right now? Um. So for undergrad, I had to... Um, the difference is like for undergrad, I, I took classes, for example, that, you know, like they were just like general education classes mm-hmm. and moving into grad school, um, I found myself, um, the readings are heavier. So there's more dedication to like getting readings done. And, um, not, and it's, it's nice too, because I'm more focused and, you know, mm-hmm the things that I'm studying are actually things that I'm interested in and are specific to my focus and I like them. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, in undergrad, you know, a lot of times you take classes that, you know, are for your major, but sometimes you take like general education classes that you just take to kind of like check a box. Mm-hmm. And I do learn a lot from those. But when you when when it's like more specific and it's geared towards your passion, um, I feel like that's what grad school has brought me. Yeah. And um, again, it's like much harder work because mm. it's like so much more readings yes. <laughs> yeah but i mean i guess it does help that i'm interested in what i'm learning yeah yeah do you feel like um through reading you're learning a lot more yeah, yeah for sure um and then i'm learning more i'm also i'm i'm able to see kind of what's going on around me in an academic context mm-hmm. Um, which is interesting and like names being given to things that before you you knew existed but didn't yeah. really have a name for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Very cool. Mm-hmm. What are some major stressors for you? 
major stressors. Um, I think school, school in just the sense of assignments, mm-hmm. um, making making sure that I have to make time to do my assignments, um, making sure that I get, I work enough so that I can take care of my financial responsibilities. Mm. Um, and then just balancing all of those things together, making time for assignments, meeting friends, um, school, work, my faith life. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I know that you have a scholarship that mm-hmm. covers for your tuition. Right. And so are you able to make enough income to cover your other expenses by just working part-time? Yeah, so I I make just enough. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Breaking even, huh? Yeah, like yeah. breaking even. Um, so I... So my, my two jobs, basically, I have two jobs, uh-huh. um, but they all equal like 20 hours for the week that international students are required to mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. work. Um, and then that kind of just like allows me to break even to make sure I can like buy food, mm-hmm. um, pay rent, um, and just health insurance because I, I have health insurance and just like those few little bills that come off your yeah. credit card yeah, per yeah, month yeah. phone bill yeah. yes yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay do you constantly worry about your income um yeah that's definitely something that is on the back of my mind like when i'm working i have to i know that i'm doing this because i need it <laughs> mm. um and and i i also try to I remember a friend brought up to me um, the other day. She was like, "When you're, when you're, when you're working, like you basically, I have friends like, for example, who get stipends. Mm-hmm. But for me, I, since I don't have a stipend, mm-hmm. anything I earn has to like come from making sure that I have enough work hours. Yes, and um, so sometimes a worry may be." not having enough work hours, but needing to have enough work hours so that I can um, take care of financial responsibilities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if you're, uh, like, suddenly sick or need to take a sick leave? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Especially because I, I make, like, just enough. Yeah. Um, if you lose hours, you lose money. That's right. It. And then yeah. there's no way to make it up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks for sharing. That mm-hmm. is stressful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you do on campus? So I, like for work, Mm -hmm. so I work at um, the Crimson Call Center. Yeah. And then I also work at the Frederick S. Pardee um, Research Center, which is a research center in Corbell. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Have you thought about doing like CPT um, in the future? Yeah. So I actually, um, I'm interviewing for like internships. Mm -hmm. So, um, maybe, yeah. Yeah. So I, and I mean, I do need an internship per, per Corbell requirement. So I, I, that's definitely something in the future. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. For the listeners, if you don't know about CBT is the curricular practical training, Mm -hmm. which is optional for international students in the U S to take a, a job. And then you can probably work even like more than 20 hours because right now the policy is 20 hours a week only. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
mostly on campus. Right. And then, but CBT gives you the eligibility to work off campus as well. Mm-hmm. But it has to be related to your field of study. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what kind of positions are you looking? Um, well, I'm looking for like internship positions in mm. like the development field as well as for humanitarian assistance mm-hmm. positions. Um, right. Yeah. So that, that kind of field. <laughs> Could you work with like uh, refugees? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of them are from like humanitarian parole, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So that does fall under um, my field. So yeah. I could like work with like refugee populations. Yeah. Do you have a soft spot? Soft spot for like whatever area you want to work in? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and and the reason I I do have a soft spot for the area that I want to work in is because I kind of have like a personal connection to that area in regards to even my own country mm-hmm. like one day I want um well not one day like I exceedingly I want there to continuously like be economic growth and development for mm-hmm. Jamaica yeah so because I'm I'm passionate because I want to see that like I'm passionate about my field and mm-hmm. because I because it's um it's labeled as like an upper like middle income country yeah um but i mean there's there's like still like need for improvement um so and that's my passion like to work for countries that are termed like developing um to help to like spur Mm -hmm. development within like the societies within countries that may um have need or you know so or like may face inequities yeah um, because of their economic status yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah there's that um and i feel like education too is like an important aspect of getting to development mm. and i'm particularly passionate about education because like i was privileged enough to like go to a school a high school that i um got like a good educational background from um but in my high school they're definitely were different people from different backgrounds whether it be high income low income middle income Mm. and you kind of saw how there was privilege in terms of could you afford um like a tutor a tutor to help you in school Mm. could Mm. you afford um do you have a computer do you have like internet um do you have um, a printer to be able to do your assignments and get them submitted. Yeah. And just because I could kind of like see that differences and how that may affect um, performance, mm-hmm. that that's also something that's close to my heart and moving, yeah. moving, moving past barriers like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really hope to connect with you in the future to see what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be really, really fun. Mm-hmm. And then, I guess that's pretty much it right like before we end this interview is there anything else you want to say um i don't think so (laughs) (laughs) what helped you through this year what are the important factors that help you to get through that difficulty or or stressors Mm -hmm. um i'd say prayer Mm. um i it helps me a lot um just to breathe, just to go on walks, just to talk with God, Mm. that kind of having just 
him there to just like be a sounding board but not only a sounding board where i could get everything i'm going throughout Mm -hmm. but knowing that he's on the other end and he not only listens but he responds yeah um so that that's been a comfort yeah Mm If you want to reach out to Celine, feel free to DM me or email me. And yeah, she's shared so much about her upbringing and her experience being in Colorado. And we talked some about the the racial identities. And yeah, it's been a great time talking to you, Celine. Yes, me too. Thanks for listening to Chai with Ping. If you think someone will benefit from this episode, don't forget to share it with them. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. If you like my show, you can buy me some chai with small donations. Details are in the episode notes. Till next time. Race for me. <laughs> Seriously, we can pause and then do you want some snacks? Because I have like a lot of things. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Only because I, I, I'm, I really hope my tummy. Do you think it? Do I don't know. Uh, we will see, but it shouldn't be a problem. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like I don't really feel hungry.